Hello, my name is Delmer Eldred, and today I would like to welcome you to an interview with Bradley Boardman. He is a spokesman for Tactical Civics, which is an organization that simply promotes the self-governing principles as envisioned by the framers of the U.S. Constitution. And Bradley, I just want to really thank you for joining me today. Excellent. Yeah, no, I sure appreciate the opportunity, Delmer. Well, uh, hey, Bradley, can you kind of give us a little history of tactical civics and uh, what the organization's, what their goal is? Sure. Um, well, uh, uh, tactical civics, for, first of all, just so folks know, it is a, is a uh, uh, what we call the solution to uh, the ills that we see in our republic today. And it is a solution that was developed over uh, the course of about 13 years by a couple of brothers and a bunch of volunteers. And um, so uh, in January of 2021, we launched really our uh, our online presence, which is a, a training center. And um, what we teach is, well, you know, when people ask me, uh, I, I kind of chuckle when I say if somebody was running past me, and it was in a big hurry and said, hey, what's tactical civics about? The two-word answer is constitution enforcement. And um, it really, what what we are, our mission is to get we all together collectively back in the driver's seat of this republic in order for us to begin to superintend this government that we created uh, utilizing the two enforcement tools written into the constitution by the founders or framers uh, that give us the capacity to enforce the constitution. So really what we're, you know, it's, I mean, what basically what you said is that we got, it's very important to know the Constitution, but it's also very important to learn how to use it to protect our freedom and liberties. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something that we talk a fair amount about in our training center. Um, you know, there are any number of, of organizations out there that teach the Constitution and, and, uh, we, uh, we applaud the teaching of the constitution uh you know and some of these organizations are very good educators uh but our question you know in the final analysis is why in the world would you want to go to all the time and energy and effort to learn the constitution up one side and down the other if you have no intention of enforcing it well, you know, the thing is, is that uh, just looking at your website and some of the young, a lot of young people that are getting involved in this, that want to use the Constitution to protect their freedom and liberty is kind of, it's pretty exciting that, uh, you know, it's because basically the older people have become the warriors for freedom in this country. And it's, it, your group has energized some, the younger people. And I think that's great. Yeah, we do have a fair number of of uh, folks from from uh, newer generations uh, coming in to join us, and and that we're elated over that because really, uh, 
you know, we also have a lot of folks that are retirement age uh, involved uh, with us, but we realize that we're, we're just, we're doing something here that has never really been attempted ever in history. Uh, teaching people uh, here in our Republic, the history and the civics that none of us were ever taught in school. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is we have been lied to. And uh, the, uh, you know, you can look not very deeply at the government-run school system and uh, and see where that has gotten us uh, really anymore. It's just, uh, uh, you know, it's a propaganda wing. Uh, so uh, at any rate, we're happy to have younger folks coming in because we want to teach them so that they will be able to carry carry our work on carry it forward uh, as one once uh, <laughs> us older folks <laughs> begin to drop off well hey um could you uh kind of explain a little bit about how these county grand juries work and that's just one example of how you can use enforce the constitution to uh put government back in line right well um I, I could say a few things about grand jury. I certainly don't purport to be an expert on it yet. I, I've been involved here uh, for about two years myself, and <laughs> my, 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 what an education I've gotten. But, uh, but you know, what I, what I was thinking was I might s- start with just a couple of bullet points here to kind of ramp up to that. Um, you know, we teach about, well, we teach that this is the problem. And we say that for generations since Abraham Lincoln, we the people have failed to keep our republic. Uh, as Benjamin Franklin told Lady Powell when he came out, she said, uh, what, what kind of a government have you given us? He said, well, we've given you a republic if you can keep it. And we have uh, we've not enforced our constitution and this has resulted in rampant criminal violations of the Constitution by our elected servants. And it's seen daily in Washington, D.C., and really uh, in every single one of our state capitals. We call them state palaces. So um, so getting to this, this business of, of grand jury, which I will hear in a minute, but our goal is uh, to restore a repenting, remnant of we the people to implement constitution enforcement utilizing the two law enforcement tools stipulated in the constitution and this is where we actually get to uh, the solution so i've talked about the problem i've talked about the goal the solution we believe is to cause grand jury and well-regulated militia to be operational in every county. And um, uh, I'll take a breath there and see if that seems like it's heading in the direction you want to go, Delbert. <laughs> well, uh, when you uh, mentioned militia, now that's a constitutional militia, right? Correct. And so Correct. That, is, um, that is, falls right in line with the Constitution. Uh, well, it's, it's, Again, these two enforcement tools, grand jury and well-regulated militia, are were actually written into 
the Constitution by our founders. And, uh, you know, um, when you look at the history of each of those institutions, you realize that grand jury and militia uh, have been around for over a thousand years. They they predate our Constitution by many, many centuries. And so when our founders crafted the Constitution, uh, they didn't go into great detail about, okay, well, this is how you do grand jury and this is how you do militia, because everybody at the time knew exactly what those two things were, and they had used them for a long, long time to uh, bring to account, uh, you know, public public servants uh, who were corrupt and, and uh, doing uh, criminal things. So, um, uh, and, you know, let me be quick to say, especially relative to militia, we understand that uh, militia, you know, just the word militia in this day and age brings all kinds of, uh, you know, images to mind because largely because of the fact that, uh, you know, the media and the, um, you know, the evildoers don't, <laughs> they don't want militia around. In fact, they've gone to great lengths over generations to lay aside both grand jury and militia uh, because they realize the power of the two paired together. Really, grand jury is all about uh, being able to investigate uh, uh, criminal servants. And militia is there to give grand jury teeth. Okay, so in other words, whatever the grand jury finds, if they come up with an indictment, you've got militia there to, uh, you know, take action if necessary in order to bring uh, bring these people to, uh, to uh, you know, to court, really. We should say very quickly, grand jury does not pass verdict on anyone. Grand jury investigates. And based on what they find, they can pass on indictments. And uh, so that then passes it to uh, our court system, uh, where somebody would be uh, tried uh, and possibly convicted and, and uh, you know, imprisoned or whatever. So there's just a little taste of what grand jury is all about. It's not a uh, grand jury is outside of our judiciary. Uh, Scalia did a great job of describing uh, the role of grand jury and the fact that it is really not part of our government. It is there in order to help superintend our government. Okay. All right. So when somebody gets involved in tactical civics, they become uh, immediately aware that we have a four-phase plan to our solution. And we currently are in phase one of that plan and will be for some time to come. There are 3,141 counties in our republic. We are, uh, phase one is all about starting chapters in each and every county uh, and then building the membership of those chapters. And while we're doing that, we're educating ourselves on the history and civics that none of us were ever taught. Phase two, once we have the membership, large enough to, to what we need. Then we plan to take our grand jury and our well-regulated militia ordinances before the county uh, council. So we'll be doing this county by county, okay? So we have to start locally. 
then once we have those in place and up and running, then we move to phase three, which is uh, all about um, passing what we call our first right. And that's a, a much more detailed discussion, but most people don't realize that when the, uh, the, the, uh, what we now know as our Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments were first proposed by the founders, there were actually 12. And uh, so phase three of our plan involves resurrecting uh, article the first and causing it to be uh, um, our 28th amendment to the constitution. And it's all about small districts. So once we get that in place and uh, are done redistricting our republic uh, to where there will be no congressional district larger than 50,000 people, well, what that will result in is somewhere in the neighborhood of 6,500 uh, representatives in the House of Representatives, as opposed to the 435 we have now illegally. And uh, we will, at that point, we will be bringing Congress home where each representative will do business at their office in their own district where we, the people, can uh, keep an eye on them. Well, David, um, <laughs> this is great information that your organization has. And, you know, we need to we need to start using the Constitution to our advantage to what it was intended for. And, and Dave, I, or Bradley, I'd just really like to bring you back again um, so we could continue this uh, later on. But can you tell people how to uh, get a uh, hold of uh, tactical civics? And Certainly. Certainly. If, uh, well, the, the main thing I will say is that uh, the best place to start is at tacticalcivics.com. That's our main page. You can watch an 11-minute video there. You can read a few things about our organization. And then if you decide you want to join, you hit the red rectangle and uh, away you go. Um, uh, if certainly if people wanted to contact me personally, uh, you know, for more information, I am wide open to that. My number is 425-344-9151. My name again is Brad Boardman. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. And we have been talking with Bradley Boardman, and uh, he's spokesman for Tract Tactical Civics. And I just thank you for being with us today, Bradley. My pleasure.